from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi there, I'm Graham, VK4BB. This is July 14 edition of the VK National News Broadcast over VK1WIA. Members from the Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club in VK5 are once again promoting amateur radio at the Science Alive event at the Wavell Showgrounds for three days, Friday the 2nd of August to Sunday the 4th. Alan, VK5MAK, tells more. The interactive displays cover a wide range of amateur radio activities from UHF, VHF to VHF, ATV and slow scan TV, transmissions over light beams and microwave, as well as CW. There will be bumper numbers for the STEM days out for the high school students on Friday. 60 schools and 4,000 students so far have been listed, as well as strong ticket sales for the following 3rd and 4th August weekend for the general public days. Regards and 73s, Alan, VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo, Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club in VK5. You know, the Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club has been promoting amateur radio in VK5 through this annual event for more than 10 years under the leadership of John Ross, VK5NI. Now again, proving science is alive here in VK is past director of the WIA, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with a quick story on fast radio bursts. This weekend, I am attending the Gippsland Technical Conference, otherwise known as Gippstech. This annual event comprises presentations by amateurs for amateurs, with an emphasis on VHF, UHF and microwave technology and techniques, especially for weak signal working. However, my news is about really, really weak signals, radio astronomy, There's been a lot of effort by the global radio astronomy community in studying fast radio bursts since they were discovered in 2007. Fast radio bursts last less than a millisecond, making it difficult to accurately locate just where they have come from. Not only are they weak signals, they don't last long. Most are single, one-off bursts, but some are known to repeat. Well, finally... An Australian-led international team of astronomers has determined the precise location of a powerful one-off burst of cosmic radio waves. The phenomenal discovery was made with the CSIRO's new Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder radio telescope in Western Australia, generally known as ASCAP. The galaxy from which the burst originated was then imagined by three of the world's largest optical telescopes and the results published online on 27th of June. Want to know the full story? Google, astronomers make history in a split second. Why am I interested in this? Well, I once wrote a series of articles on radio astronomy for amateurs, published in Electronics Today International, or ETI, to the Cognoscenti. What will the clickerati make of this? This has been Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Ahead of WIA Director Aiden VK4APM, a call for presentations. The 2020 WIA Annual Conference will be held in Hobart, May 8-10, to with the theme being Antarctic Gateway. 
Now this is a request for anybody who'd be prepared to give a presentation on the Saturday afternoon next year on any aspect of amateur radio, Antarctica, radio, electronics, experimentation or all of these. The presentation slots are 30 to 40 minutes in length with 5 to 10 minutes of questions at the end or throughout the presentation. Now if you have a topic and or presentation or maybe even just an idea for one, then please contact Justin on vk7tw at wia.org.au. Howdy, it's Aidan here with this week's board comment. At the recent WIA Open Forum held during the AGM weekend, it was made abundantly clear by the members that something needed to be done to ensure the survival of the hobby. The WIA board committed to drive a program of change that is intended to return our hobby, which some would call the original Electronic Experimenters Club, to its rightful position within our community. For roughly 100 years, beginning in October 1933, AR Magazine has been a staple for radio and electronics enthusiasts around Australia. The results of the 2017 board survey into amateur radio clearly demonstrated that of those who responded, the publication of a stimulating and relevant journal was of utmost importance. When speaking to members regarding AR Magazine during the recent AGM, one of the matters that was repeatedly raised was the slow shift of the journal from being a journal of technical excellence that educates others and demonstrates our contribution to society to one that was becoming more of a social journal. One member observed that this is not restricted merely to our journal and argued that it was representative of the hobby's migration from one of technical discovery to that of social activity. It should also be noted that this view was not held by all involved in the discussion, with others citing the progressive activities of their clubs to educate and cultivate tomorrow's members. It is the view of the board that the WIA and its journal should lead, not lag, the community. And with a vision of delivering once again Australia's premier radio and electronics journal, I am here to ask, on behalf of the board and of Harry, our recently appointed editor-in-chief, for your assistance. The WIA is looking for contributors to the AR magazine. If you have a technical article, whether previously submitted to AR magazine or not, a construction project, or you or your employer are involved in the design, construction, manufacture or delivery of technology or technology-based products that you believe would be of interest to the radio and electronics experimenters community in Australia, we would love to hear from you. If you can assist or know someone who can assist, please email wiamag at wia.org.au. The WIA commits to ensuring that submissions are processed promptly if they're received in a publishable format, and to advise you should anything else be required. With your help, we can once again publish Australia's premier journal for radio and electronics enthusiasts. That's all from me. This is Aidan, VK4 APM. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Adelaide, it is transmitted on 3.550 MHz at 9am. I'm Trevor, VK5ATQ. Discussion point now on an IEEE article, Is Ham Radio a Hobby, a Utility or Both? Some think automated radio emails are mucking up the spectrum reserved for amateur radio, whilst others say these new offerings provide a useful service. Julian Peppertone writes in the IEEE Spectrum magazine, 
Like many amateur radio fans his age, Ron K0IDT71 still recalls the pure magic of his first ham experience nearly 60 years ago. Lately, though, encrypted messages have begun to infiltrate the amateur bands in ways that he says are against the spirit of his beloved hobby. So he filed a petition to the U.S. Federal Communications Commission proposing a rule change to reduce interference and add transparency to digital data communications. The core questions, should amateur radio and its precious spectrum be protected purely as a hobby, or is it a utility that delivers data traffic, or is it both? And who gets to decide? Keep tuned for more as the bill makes its way through the system. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Two metres reallocation. There is concern, understandably, in the amateur community over a French proposal to reallocate 144 to 146 megahertz to the aeronautical navigation service to accommodate the growing number of aircraft employing new navigation tracking and communication aids. Here is a brief summary of what and where this proposal is. The French administration have proposed a new primary allocation to the aeronautical mobile service in 144 to 146 MHz, which is the entirety of the amateur 2 metre band in ITU Region 1, Europe, the Mideast and Africa. Their proposal was most recently considered at a meeting in Prague of a subcommittee of the Conseil European des Postes Radio Communications SEPT. The SEPT comprises of 48 European states. What is under consideration specifically is that an agenda item to this effect be included for the World Radio Communication Conference tentatively planned for 2023. The WRC 23 agenda will be decided at the conclusion of the next WRC, which begins October 28th in Egypt. The International Amateur Radio Union was present as an observer at the Prague meeting and energetically opposed the French proposal. In the event, only Germany among the delegates opposed the French proposal. The issue will now be taken up at a higher level, SEPT meeting in August. Belgium has apparently joined Germany in opposition. Should the number of administrations opposing the French proposal reach eight, the proposal will fail to move forward. The IARU and European amateurs are now actively seeking the support of other administrations to oppose this French proposal. Formally, the proposal is not on the agenda of any other regional groups preparing for WRC 19. Over in Canada, their RAC has made it known to the regulator that they support IARU's opposition to the French proposal and its actions to defend amateur radio's worldwide primary allocation and that they would oppose any similar proposal for reallocation in Region 2, the Americas. The Commission Interamericana de Telecomunicaciones CITEL of the Organisation of American States will meet in Ottawa mid-August. The IARU will again be an observer and RAC will be represented in the Canadian delegation. Brian Rawlings, Victor Echo 3, Quebec November, told RAC members this issue is a clear illustration of the importance of amateurs and their national associations being vigilant and taking part in the regional and international regulatory conferences which can determine the fate of our most cherished amateur bands. 
To Germany now, Microwave Manager addresses Spectrum Summit. IARU expert and RSGB Microwave Manager Barry Lewis, Golf 4 Sierra Juliet Hotel, presented a key address to a panel session on keeping the spectrum clean. At the 24th Annual Spectrum Summit in Germany that attracted 200 delegates from 34 countries. He said the amateur radio community struggles with an ever-growing level of electromagnetic pollution that is crowding in across the radio spectrum from the lowest frequencies up into the VHF bands. In some frequency ranges, efficient and useful radio communication is becoming compromised. Aftermarket regulation and slowly evolving standards are struggling to be effective in keeping the spectrum clean for all users. To the moon and back. First ever contact via moon-orbiting transponder on LO94 links Germany to China. Daniel Echo Alpha 4 Golf Papa Zulu has reported on the details of the first contact via a lunar-orbiting repeater that was accomplished via China's DSLWPB LO94 satellite. In parallel with solar eclipse testing, the GMSK to JT4G repeater on board DSLWPB was used to make a QSO between Bravo Yankee 2 Hotel India Tango and Reinhard Kuhn, Delta Kilo 5 Lima Alpha. This is the first ever amateur radio QSO made through a lunar orbiting repeater. Using GMSK to JT4G repeater is not easy in terms of the signal power needed for the uplink. Congratulations to the people at both sides of the QSO who achieved it a month before DSLWPB crashes against the lunar surface. In Denmark, IARU attends WPT meeting in Copenhagen. A further meeting on wireless power transmission was held in Copenhagen in the week beginning July 1st, 2019. IARU Region 1 reports that this was a subgroup of SEPT Committee SE24 charged with work on a report on generic WPT devices. Don Beatty, Golf 3 Bravo Juliet representing IARU, made input on its projections of harmful emissions from WPT systems, both generic and WPT EV, operating at the existing harmonic emission limits defined by CISPR and ITU SEPT. IARU also reported on tests carried out on small WPT devices, with the full report to be considered at the next meeting in September. IARU continues to argue for tighter emission limits on harmonics and other spurious emissions from WPT systems, which have the potential to cause sustained harmful interference to incumbent radio services. In the United Kingdom, award for Professor Catherine Mitchell, Mike Zero, India Bravo Golf. Professor Catherine Mitchell, M0IBG, Academic Director of the University of Bath Doctoral College and Trustee of the Radio Communications Foundation, has received the 2019 Edward Appleton Medal and Prize for her pioneering research in tomography and data assimilation. This revealed a completely new perspective on the ionosphere in response to extreme space weather. Read the full story at the link in our text editions best read at wia.org.au. To Canada now, Aris International delegates meet in Montreal. Aris has held its 2019 Aris International face-to-face meeting of international delegates in Montreal, Canada. During the sessions, Kenwood software manager Shin Aota presented two Kenwood TMD-710GA transceivers to Aris Russia delegate Sergei Sambarov. A TMD-710GA will be used to replace ageing amateur radio equipment on board the International Space Station. 
And finally this week to the west coast of the USA, California earthquakes disrupted HF propagation on the west coast. British Columbia radio amateur Alex Schwartz, Victor Echo 7 Delta X-ray Whiskey, said that an Independence Day magnitude 6.4 earthquake in Canada and multiple aftershocks negatively affected HF propagation on the US West Coast. Schwartz, who maintains the RF seismograph, has drawn a correlation between earthquake activity and HF band conditions. He said the radio disruption began at about 1600 UTC on July 4 and continued into July 5. He said that on the 4th of July, the blackout was total except for 20 metres where conditions were severely attenuated, VE7DXW said. The RF seismograph also detected a magnitude 7.1 earthquake on July 6th in the same vicinity. Over the US holiday weekend, Schwartz had reported a massive shortwave radio blackout on the west coast. It's not caused by the sun, the sun is quiet, but the field lines of the quakes themselves, he said. On July 6th, the RF seismograph showed an increase in noise on 80 metres some 13 hours before the earthquake, as well as some propagation changes on 40 and 30 metres, low before the quake and increasing in its wake. Increases in noise on 15 and 10 metres were detected some 10 hours before the earthquake, diminishing about three hours afterward. In addition, noise level and propagation changes on 20 metres some three hours before the earthquake struck. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, manager for the Trans-Tasman Contest. This contest is to encourage low band activity on 160, 80 or 40 metres in Australia and New Zealand. This year's Trans-Tasman falls on Saturday night, the 20th of July. That's just less than a week away. At 0800 Zulu, you can start calling CQ Contest. There are three by two hour blocks for you to chase contacts using SSB, CW, RITI or PSK. Choose from single operator with high, low or QRP power or for multi-operator stations, choose from single transmitter or multi-transmitter. Logging software used can be VKCL Logger or M1MM using user-defined contest from VK4SN.com. Both these loggers produce the Corello format accepted by the VK Log Checker website, where logs are to be uploaded after the contest. Good luck in the contest and hope to work many of you. Seven threes. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2019. This weekend, here's the IAAUHF World Championship 13-14 July. RSGB IOTA Contest July 27-28. Trans-Tasman Lobian Contest July 20. VK Remember State Contest is August 17-18. To mark the 50th anniversary of the first man landing on the moon, several commemorative stations will be on the amateur bands including VI-3 Moon and VI-50ML here in Australia. AO50 Moon, Spain, XN1M, Canada, GB5EHL, England, and TM1 Moon, France. It is expected that many others will be in the air this month. 
to celebrate the holding of the 2019 International Island Games in Gibraltar. The special event station ZB2IG19 will be on the air until the 30th of July. QSL direct to PA Box 292 Gibraltar. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Hiram Percy Maxim's 150th birthday celebration. The ARRL is celebrating the 150th anniversary of the birth of ARRL's first president and co-founder, Hiram Percy Maxim, W1AW, born on September 2nd, 1869. The ARRL will hold an operating event to celebrate his legacy from August the 31st and continue until September the 8th. It is open to all radio amateurs. W1AW and all ARRL members will append stroke 150 to their call signs during this event. And even operators who are AWL members but reside outside of the USA may operate as call sign stroke 150 if permitted by the country of your license. Anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany. Look for special event stations DM70GER and DL70BRD. Now active until December 31, 2019. To commemorate the 7th anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany, which was established on May 23, 1949. Operations will be on CW and SSB. Celebrating its 50th anniversary, Sweden's National Society for the Active Visually Impaired is active as SF50CG throughout 2019. QSL via SM0BYD. Special call EI19RE active for 2019. The special call sign EI19RE is active for the duration of 2019 to commemorate the establishment of the first Irish Parliament. It first met in January 1919, following a landslide victory for the Irish Nationalists in December 1918. Scadding's Goodwill Park is being honoured throughout 2019, with GB100GP. In the world of DX, amateurs in Turkey are using the special call sign TC10GITRAD to mark the 10th anniversary of the radio group GITRAD. They are on the air all year through to the 31st of December. No cards are required. However, if you need a paper QSL card, please mail yours directly to TA7AZC and include a stamped self-addressed envelope and money for postage. Rock on! Gibraltar Special Event Members of the Gibraltar Amateur Radio Society will activate ZB2IG19 between July 1st and 31st. Activation is to celebrate the 18th International Island Games, which is being held in Gibraltar between July 6th and 12th. Activity will be on various HF bands 6 metres, and using CW, SSB, FT8 and FM on the satellites. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Eddingham. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print, when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. I'm Col, VK3GTV, and just ahead of our special interest group news this week, a brief look at wireless weather. Reversed polarity sunspot. A reversed polarity sunspot has broken through the surface of the sun for the second time this month. This latest backwards sunspot could mark the official beginning of new solar cycle 25. Visit the July 8 edition of spaceweather.com to learn more about Sunspot AR2744 and the transition between solar cycles. Now on to our worldwide special interest group news, and it's the final frontier. 
JAI Sat 1 telemetry beacon downlink on 435.325 MHz FM 4K8 GMSK. JAI Sat 1 was launched on July 5th along with a total of 33 satellites from 12 countries. The JAI Sat 1 telemetry beacon is at 435.325 MHz with the signal format of 4K8 GMSK Mobitex which is the same as D-Star 1 Sparrow and ISAT CMX 990 Mobitex format. This in accordance with the details from the IARU satellite coordinator site. The Radio Amateur Society of Thailand will have an SWL card to confirm reception. All amateur radio operators capable of receiving signals from the JAISAT-1 satellite are invited to send the data by email to the address shown in this week's WIA National News Text Edition. In other satellite news, CAS-7B launch is expected on July 22nd. Allen BA-1DU reports the amateur radio satellite CAS-7B, also known as BP-1B, is expected to launch at 0500 hours UTC on July 22nd. The launch vehicle, Hyperbola 1, will run for some 14 minutes, and then the CAS-7B satellite will deploy. CAS-7B is a spheriform spacecraft of 500mm diameter with a mass of 3 kilograms. The CW telemetry beacon is on 435.715 MHz at 20 dBm, and the 70cm FM transponder downlink is on 435.690 MHz, 20 dBm, with a 6 kHz bandwidth, and the 2 m FM transponder uplink on 145.900 MHz, also with a 16 kHz bandwidth. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers. IARU Region 2 introduces Youth on the Air. Region 2 of the IARU is the second of our three IARU regions which has launched an array of activities for Ham Radio's youngest contesters, scholars and scouts. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, told ARN Newsline, You've heard of youngsters on the air in IARU Region 1? Well, Youth on the Air has arrived in IARU Region 2. If you're looking for information for young people in amateur radio, be sure to stop by yotaregion2.org. The new website has links to all youth activities, including the YARC Youth Contesting Program, Radio Scouting, Youth DX Adventure, Scholarships, Newsline's Young Ham of the Year Award, and more. The group also has accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, promoting youth activity and announcing upcoming events from a variety of hosts. Special interest groups VHF and above, the plumber's delight, two-metre propagation experiment. In Europe, Veron is organising a two-metre propagation experiment on July 20 from 1700 to 1900 UTC. Radio amateurs worldwide are invited to participate in this experiment. You can make QSOs on the two-metre band in any mode that you'd like. You need to supply the log to clublog.org before August 1st. It's not a contest. It's just to have fun and give realistic reports. John, PA3JEM from Veron, suggests you check the Veron website for more information. Now, as I leave you this week, you can make light of our last story. A new property of light has been discovered. A team of researchers affiliated with several institutions in Spain and the United States has announced that they have discovered a new property of light, self-talk. The technique may be used to modulate the orbital angular momentum of light 
in ways very similar to modulating frequencies in communications equipment, leading to the development of novel devices that make use of manipulating extremely tiny materials. Their findings have been published in the journal science.phys.org, and that's phys spelt P-H-Y-S. That's it for this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. On the social scene, this weekend, as we heard, VK3 Gipstech 2019, right through the weekend of 13-14 July. VK3 Gippsland Gateham Fest, July 20, Cranbourne Public Hall, the corner of Clarendon and High Streets Cranbourne at 10am. Now, doors open to sellers at 8.30, buyers at 10. Entry price for buyers, $7. This includes one ticket into the draw for the door prizes. There'll be a barbecue at the front door for all the early people and also not-so-early arrivals and a bottomless tea and coffee inside the hall at the kitchen servery. It's Cranbourne on the 20th and find a bargain or just pop in for a friendly chat and a cuppa. Everybody's welcome. VK5 Science Alive at Wayville Showgrounds, August 234. In VK4 Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Sunfest, 9am, Saturday, September 14 at the Wombai School of Arts. And in VK4 Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Cardwell Gathering, four days of fun commencing October 4. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.